I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what? they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. That's right. It's the offseason. We're previewing stuff. And to do that previewing, we always have the dynamic duo joining me, and that is Brian Davis and Dave Schofield. Brian, how are you this afternoon, evening? Fantastic, Jeff. But, you know, calling us the dynamic duo, that's really risking anybody picturing us wearing uh, wearing Speedos or tights. And I don't think you really want to do that. So you might want to rethink. <laughs> uh, Dave Schofield, how are you doing this afternoon? Uh, I'm a little sad. It's been almost two months since the Steelers have played. And I just wish that we had some kind of Steelers news that we could talk about for the offseason. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> The TMZ headlines continue to spin with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And where else are we going to start than right there? It's been a crazy week for the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether it was Antonio Brown's tweets, his meeting with Art Rooney II down in, I'm assuming, Florida. Um, whether it is the supposed grant granting him his wish to be traded you could even go as far as to say then you have Kevin Colbert's comments and there's just been a lot of stuff. So what I want to do is instead of going back and rehashing all of that one by one, I wanted to go and ask each of you what one thing stuck out the most from the week that was. It can be anything that happened regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brian, we're going to start with you. What was uh, What stuck out to you? Well, we have... We really have some company now for one of the greatest historical quotes in a United States history when Le'Veon Bell came out and 
tweeted, free at last, free at last, thank God almighty, free at last. I thought that was pretty bold um, going the oppression way and uh, going the Martin Luther King way when it just comes to your your contract with an NFL football team when you're the one who refused to uh, sign it in the first place. But uh, the oppression angle really, really struck a chord with me, and I thought it was just absolutely crazy. That is something that my co-host on The Standard is a Standard and also host of his own show on our platform, Lance Williams, he, tweet, he sent me a text and said, did he really just go MLK when talking about his contract? He said, the dude turned down $14.5 million last year, and he's talking about Martin Luther King. And I said, I don't think he's... I, I, just, I, said, I just think he's that conceited. <laughs> but Brian, is there anything yeah. else you have? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. Um, that's Le'Veon Bell, folks. I mean, I don't know. So, okay, Brian, you chose the Le'Veon Bell news, that angle, which I didn't even mention in the precursor there. Uh, Dave, what about you? What stuck out the most? Well, I'm probably going to surprise you with this one as well, because what stuck out the most with me was the interview that I saw. I'm not sure which network it was on. I'm assuming it's on NFL Network, but I caught on caught it on Twitter uh, where they were speaking with uh, Drew Rosenhaus about mm-hmm. his client. Um, what is it? Big chest, whatever the chest is now. I can't remember. Big chest. Mr. Big yeah, chest. Mr. Big Chest. Um, when they were asking about his client, I actually went back and watched the video again, just to make sure, even though my Morse code's a little rusty, that he wasn't blinking, help me, help me, please. Because I feel so bad for that guy (laughs) just having to say, um, well, whatever my client wants, it's my job to try to do it for him without just basically saying, my client is bat crap crazy. Um, I'm really concerned. I'm not worried about what the Steelers get for Antonio Brown. I am worried about Antonio Brown, the person. There is just something not right going on there. And I'm wondering if that's part of the reason why AR2 wanted to meet with him in person for sure is because I'm there. It's Brian knows a little bit more about mental health than I do, but they're just, there's something seriously wrong there. And I'm, I'm getting the feeling that his agent doesn't even want to rock the boat because he might be the only reasonable person around him right now. Okay. So uh, this is an article I'm going to work on. It's going to be my letter from the editor, which I do every Sunday now on the website. And is that it, it, uh, to give you a little bit of tease for the article is that, you know, even the NFL's brightest stars have fallen in some way, shape or form. And so I even think about, uh, you think about the biggest diva receiver possibly in the last two decades who comes to mind brian to exactly that's exactly who i would have said go back to to's first few years in san francisco he was not that way he was the i'm playing with jerry rice i'm the good guy that was that great catch he had against green bay in the nfc championship game I want to say it was in the NFC Championship game. I could be wrong. Um, it wasn't. It was the divisional game. Divisional, okay. Tremendous catch by Steve Young right in front of traffic. And then it just slowly matured and morphed itself into what we now know as T.O. And everyone would say that when he came to the league, he was Terrell Owens. Or Terrell. Terrell Owens. And I, I've read an article by uh, Mark Cavalli of The Athletic, and he said that this is an Antonio Brown. 
this is AB. And it's it's just weird that it's kind of the same morphing with the names and uh, abbreviations and so forth. So he said that Antonio Brown, when he came to the league, was super kind, super nice, super jovial. And now he's become very self-centered, very me-oriented. I'm not going to step out on that mental health ledge. There's something going on, whether he's getting bad advice or whether he thinks that he's bigger than any one team. I don't know. But Drew Rosenhaus is the same agent that stood there on Terrell, Terrell Owens, T.O.'s driveway as he did sit-ups shirtless and push-ups shirtless and kept yelling, next question. So if there's an agent that's going to be cool with craziness, it's Drew Rosenhaus. Brian, what did you think about Rosenhaus and his comments this week? Well, you know what? I think uh, being an agent is akin to being a defense attorney. You basically, you sell your soul to the devil. I mean, like, if there's anybody that's a defense attorney, I'm not trying to go ahead and uh, <laughs> insult you. But what I'm saying is that a lot of times you're defending what you really deep down don't believe in. And I I can't think for a moment that uh, Rosenhaus really uh, believes what he's doing. But if he goes against it, he loses his payday because AB turns around and says, all right, you're fired. I'll get someone that believes in me. And then I'll go to a guy like Adisa Bakari, who uh, is standing just as crazy as Le'Veon Bell. So, I mean, at, at that point, I... I think he just keeps his mouth shut and keeps getting paid as an agent. So, you know what? I I really don't put any stock in anything an agent's going to say. He's going to go against the organization and uh, continue to make his client happy and make sure his client knows that he's on his side or he's out. Um. Uh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I, I think the lawyer defense attorney is a really good analogy when it comes to an agent. You're working for someone, so you can only do so much. You can guide them, but you can't necessarily make the decisions for them. For me, what stuck out the most were the general manager, Kevin Colbert's comments regarding Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, now I, I wrote this article for the website that ran this morning, and I said how the, it's not just been Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell that have been drugged through the mud throughout this entire mess. Um, Mike Tomlin has had his share. Ben Roethlisberger has had more than his share of, of mainstream media talking about how it's also Ben's fault. And he's the one that calls out his teammates on his radio show. And he's the one that blames other people without taking blame for himself. And first and foremost, I want to say that it, let's not pretend like Ben Roethlisberger has never said after a loss, it's on me, that it's my fault. He has. Has he done it as much as everyone would like? I don't know. Probably not. But let's not make this narrative that Ben Roethlisberger never takes accountability for a game where he plays poorly. He did it after the Jacksonville game in 2017 in week five when he threw five interceptions. Um, heck, he did it after in 2004 as a rookie when they lost in the AFC Championship game to the Patriots. It was Roethlisberger that said, it's my fault. And he that's when he promised Jerome Bettis he was going to get him back the next year if he just gave him one more try. So it, it, I could go on and on. But Kevin Colbert, I was shocked that he said that the he said the Steelers stand behind Roethlisberger. That's not a shock. But he said he stands behind the leadership aspect of things and the way that he goes about his business. I would love nothing more than to see the news 
come across my Twitter feed this year that says Ben Roethlisberger and 93.7 The Fan break off their gone-going radio show and it won't be happening this year. That would make me extremely happy because what you're going to get outside of that is just regular Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to have his Wednesday media session. He might say some things here or there that are notable. Other than that, status quo. Take those comments that he's made the last few years. It all comes from that stupid radio show. Now, 93.7, the fans not going to cut it off. It's going to be the Steelers are going to cut it off. Why? Because guess what happens every Tuesday at 11 a.m.? Ben Roethlisberger goes on the Ben Roethlisberger show, the number one Cochran Ben Roethlisberger radio show. It's becoming must-listen radio. So they love it. And they love that he opens up the way he does. But for me, I was stunned that Kevin Colbert came out and said, we're okay with him calling out his teammates. It's not. I, I'm not saying he should have chastised him in that situation, but he easily could have said, you know what? We all do things our own way. We all know we're not perfect. We can all get better in certain ways. He could have BS his way around it. Instead, he went right for the jugular. I was stunned. Dave, what were your thoughts on that comment that made by Kevin Colbert? Yeah, kind of like you. I, I thought he would defend Ben, but I didn't know that he would take it that far. Um, it was just even more than what I expected. Um, but when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger in that in that locker room, there's if Ben Roethlisberger's the, the the leader, then Marquise Pouncey's the puppet master because I think he's as much behind the leadership in that locker room, and him and Ben just have each other have each other's back so much that that it really comes down to both of them and no one's going to break that leadership especially on offense but i was really surprised that the colbert went that far to say it i also think a lot of what he was said um has been has been taken out of context and taken just in sound bits as they do on some places just to really um tear him down with it but if you look at it as a whole that that it made a lot more sense than if you looked at it individually what about you, Brian? What do you think about Kevin Colbert's uh, Ben Roethlisberger comments? Well, first and foremost, I listen to that show every Tuesday at 11 o'clock um, when I'm on the road. It's something that that I want to hear. And uh, I. it's very funny that as soon as that show is over, they go straight to the, the updates. And there is, I mean, there's not even a minute gone and they're already playing a soundbite like Dave just mentioned on the updates. And then they rehash his comments, not only for the next couple hours on that show, they do it on the, on the, the uh, two o'clock show the, from two to six, they rehash everything and rip it all apart and try to make a story out of it. Um, I've said all along and uh, that, you know, the fans need to, uh, to stop talking about the Antonio Brown thing and let, let it happen. The media goes way out of proportion and, uh, it blows this completely up and, and turns it into a situation where, I mean, I guess we're guilty of it too, but they, it seems like 93, seven and the ESPNs, what they seem to do is try to make controversy, um, before it even comes out. And they're the ones making the headlines. And with social media, that's hope happening so much more. And we have guys believing in it. So when Kevin Colbert comes out, he almost felt like he had to defend Ben Roethlisberger. Because right now, um, he's he's getting the, the brunt of it. And you saw Deion Sanders' comments today saying that uh, you're going to find out who the real elephant 
in the room is now that these two guys are gone. And it seems like he was pointing the finger at Ben Roethlisberger that that uh, the Steelers' problems are Ben Roethlisberger's, according to Deion Sanders, is what it was believed to be. Um, that's what I got out of it. That's what a lot of people were saying after they, they heard his comments. So um, the finger's being pointed Ben's way right now. And uh, so I, I see him defending his quarterback and trying to have some semblance of peace now that these two guys have been declared on their way out. We know that Bell's a free agent, and uh, you know it's 99.99% that Brown's getting traded now after that meeting. So he's got to protect somebody, and that's the guy remaining is the guy you've got to protect. So kudos. Yeah, and I said in the article that it's kind of like uh, Ben. If if the Titanic were wearing a number seven jersey, uh, Colbert's going down with him, or they're going to reach their destination, which is a Super Bowl with him, and that's just the way it is. And um, I think that what's funnier to me about the eleven o'clock show on ninety three seven, the fan, is that it typically ends around eleven thirty. Once you get you know everything done, the pomp and circumstance, and what comes on at twelve o'clock, the Mike Tomlin press conference. <laughs> And I love how every Tuesday, if Ben says something crazy on his show, they'll bring it up to Mike Tomlin and they act like he's sitting there listening to the, the, to the radio show. And they're like, Oh, what do you think about Ben's comments about uh, James Washington? And he's always says, I, I don't, what are you guys talking about? Like, he doesn't even know. And sometimes I know that I probably, he probably wishes that Ben either had a different day for his show, a different time for his show, or just shut the heck up. If you know what I mean? So, Brian, and for me, I think that's hysterical that at Tuesday at 11 is Ben's show, and then at 12 is the coach's show. There you go. Take it. <laughs> and even if Tomlin like. knew, even if Mike knew, he's not giving you anything anyways. No way. No way. No chance at all. So, okay, that's some of the news. Not all of the news. It's incredible that here we are February 21st, and the new league year is almost here. And so we've kind of gotten through the month of February, the dog day, so to speak of, of nothing really happening. And we still have a lot of news. It's not necessarily a good thing, but it's something that for those of us that deal in the, the dabble in the podcast game and the website game, we're, we're, we're at least semi appreciative. Now the next segment that we always get to is always the stat geek segment, a slimmer stat geek segment. It's Dave. Now's your chance to redeem yourself. Here we go. Well, I'm not any slimmer, though. That's the problem. No, but the so, segment uh, is. So, uh, that's <laughs> so no, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I go a little bit overboard with the, with the stats when given the chance. So uh, we're going to keep it nice and slim and trim. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about defensive linemen. So we're going to hit up some defensive linemen stats. And we are going to stick strictly to just stuff dealing with the Steelers. So uh, the question I'm going to ask you, you all, since the um, a sack became an individual statistic in 1982, which is what Jeff brought up last week, it was started in 1982. Um, what defensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers has the most sacks in one season? Cam Hayward. I'm going to go with a crazy one here. Gerald Williams. We would actually be going with Keith Willis. It is Keith Willis, yes. In 1983, he had 14 sacks. The year, of my, the, the year of my birth. <laughs> oh, don't even start with that. 
Um, the guest of Cam Hayward was uh, was very good. He is tied for second with his twelve that he had last uh, season. See, I thought the twelve was gonna be not good enough. Yeah, what was... and, and he was tied with Keith Willis of nineteen eighty six. So Willis is up there, which is kind of gonna give you all the answer to the to the part B of this one. So wait a second. What what was Willis's total for the most in Steeler history? For a defensive lineman, yeah. it was 14 in a 14. season. 14. Okay, got it. So if you wanted to go with that, um, since there was a tie for second, the next would be fourth of eight and a half. That was Ray Seals in 1985. And then there are uh, four different people that are tied for eight, which, of course, was Hayward this past season. Um, Aaron Smith did it a couple times. And uh, good old Kimo Von often had eight in, in a season. Um, what year was Seals? Uh, Seals was 1995. Okay. Yeah. Did I not say it or did I say the wrong number? He <laughs> said 85, but... Oh, I said 85. Sorry, it's 95. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just... Well, I'll... no, I had it written down right this time. I just I just said the wrong thing. Yeah, it was 95. Um, Kind of... I, I think you guys are going to know the answer to this one. So, therefore, who... What defensive lineman has the most career sacks? Um... For for the Steelers, not playing for anybody else, but just for the Steelers. I think you teased it. It's going to be Willis, right? Yeah, it's going to be Willis. And and uh, second Cam, place, Cam's got to be close. I think Cam could get there in a couple years. It's going to take more than a season. Hmm. Um, unless he Aaron comes. Smith. Aaron Smith is who is who Cam Hayward. Passed this past season for second place. Uh, Cam Hayward has 45 first career. Aaron Smith has 44. So it was just this past season that Cam uh, moved ahead of him. Um, uh, Willis has 59. So it would take Cam um, the, tying the season or, or tying uh, Saxon a season by a D lineman this year in order to tie Willis overall. Um, but after the top three, it is a little bit of a drop. But the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the next one would be the, the bearded one. Brett of, of Brett Kiesel, who has who has thirty. If you go on down the list, uh, Tuit is currently eighth, and Hargrave is currently fifteenth. So, out of the current Steelers, uh, that's where they lie on that list. They both can can make some moves there, but uh, Tuit with five this season could move into the top five. <sighs> so, um, let's go with this. Um, sticking just with the defensive linemen, what? Defensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers played the most number of seasons. This goes back all time now. Before you know, we were just oh. going from 82 on. Oh, I got it. I got it. Go, Brian. The first retired number of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ernie number Stoddard. 70, Ernie Stottner. That would be correct. He played 14 seasons from 1950 to 1963. There are there were three, well, three or four. I'll, I'll we'll get to the or four about this in a, in a little bit. Uh, that were right behind them with thirteen seasons. Uh, the three that I'll name is, of course, Joe Green, Elsie Greenwood, and Aaron Smith. Um, but who has the most games played as a defensive lineman for the Steelers? Hmm. I, I Aaron Smith was hurt a lot, so yeah. I would probably, yeah. I would probably have to say, LC. LC did not play in as many games as Joe Green. Mm. Okay. 
Joe Green played in 181 games. He started 172 of those 181. I don't always go with the game started because, you know, if they come out in a, especially nowadays, if they come out in a different scheme, um, you know, like for the Steelers, technically if they come out five wide on their first play, then a running back doesn't start the game. So I, I like to look more at games played. Uh, Joe Green had 181. Um, er, Ernie Stoutner had 173, which was where there was another Steeler that was tied with him for, we'll say second. Um, another Steeler from the 2000s up there in their game also played 173 games as a defensive lineman. Any idea who that would be? And it's not Big Aaron snack. Smith. See, yeah, that's what I was thinking, Casey Hampton. But he Casey lost. Hampton had 173 games played for the Steelers. Well, shoot, if he wouldn't have missed that one season with the torn ACL where Chris Hoke came in and played, he might have been even yeah. higher on that list. Yes, he was there. He played an awful lot of games. Now, the reason I say some of these stats are where I said it was three or four, technically Joe Green might be one game short of the most games played as a defensive lineman, but there's someone that's there that I kind of threw out because they played in 182 games for the Steelers. Um, they played as a defensive lineman for two years before playing 11 years at a different position. Do you have any idea who that could have been who played more games than Joe Green that started as a defensive lineman but didn't stick there? They moved to another spot on the field. I thought I maybe know. Brian might have an idea. I, I wouldn't. I would think we're uh, we're thinking of about a linebacker. Um, it could have been Joey Porter. Uh, I will. I'll help you out here. They moved to be an offensive lineman, particularly a center. Played wow, eleven years at center from 1966 through 1976. No clue. Oh, Ray Mansfield, the Ranger. That yeah, that is correct. That would be uh, Ray Mayfield. I, I had he started no idea. He a defensive lineman for two years. So technically, if you're looking up stats or anyone for the Steelers who played defensive line, he's going to show up in there. But he did not play defensive line for more than two seasons. Wow. Yeah. That fascinates me. So, and that is your shortened stat. Nice. That's perfect. That was great. That was a good job. Nice. nice. Yes, nice round of applause. Nice, <laughs> slimmed it up. I, I was, I was gonna say that if you would have ended that, let's say you, if you would have ended that without having an answer, be Casey Hampton. <laughs> I would have, I would have given you a gigantic F minus and said you're not doing the stacky again because how could you not have the big snack somewhere? But you did. You redeemed yourself. He was there. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, so we got not, Ray Seals in there. We got yep. we didn't get a Donald Evans, which I was a little disappointed, but uh and we didn't get a Gerald Williams, which I would have liked to have seen, but kudos. We did get a chemo, chemo van Olhoffen. We chemo. did get a shout out. Yeah. Hey, Carson Palmer's number one fan. All right. Let's um <laughs> not get into that discussion. <laughs> Next thing you know, we'll have Cincy Jungle Jungle people all over our podcast <laughs> live chat, so we don't want to go there. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, all right. So speaking of the defensive line, that's the reason why Dave um, went into the defensive line, which, by the way, we're going to be missing that segment. for Brian, are you going to take over that segment in Dave's stead in the next few weeks? It would be too bizarre if I did it. Y- yeah. All your stats would equate to 69 or something weird and it just wouldn't be good all the players <laughs> all players in Steelers history that wore the number 69 jersey go and Ariel, Sol- Ariel Solomon <laughs> Jason Capizzi I can give you two right off the bat <laughs> I don't think they have one right now do they what number is Chooks what number is Chooks Chooks is 76 yeah he's my yeah, old yeah. high school number okay I think I don't they had think they have camp one. for the 69. They, well, think they, they have did. to in camp. When they have a 90 man roster, you got to use multiple numbers. But okay. <laughs> so, well, they gave my nephew, who's 12, 69 in his, uh, in his Chambersburg league. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is too good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, just so you know, this is what the stag- stacky segment's going to look like the next two weeks. A challenge accepted. <laughs> you guys are going to have to make me like send stuff in ahead, aren't you? <laughs> That's a, hey, we, we can kill a segment better than anybody. All right, so let's move on to the actual preview portion of the show. Sorry. <laughs> uh, someone just said in the live chat that Josh Frazier was 69, and he did not make the team. There you, there you go. Thank you, Reed, for that. I appreciate that. All those people in the live chat. Okay, Uh, we're talking about the defensive line. We're we're looking at the defensive front as the depth chart moving ahead. And for once, and for most positions, I I guess on the defensive side, there's not a lot of question marks in terms of starters. Stefan Tuitt, under contract, just signed a new deal before last season. Joey Von Hargrave is still under his rookie contract. Cam Hayward, he's under contract. He signed that new extension several a couple years ago. That's set in stone. No one's debating that at all. I can debate whether Javon, Javon Hargrave should play more, because he should. Uh, but let's talk about the depth behind them. Tyson Alawalu, who, in my opinion, is a very important player. Because he doesn't just play tackle or end, whatever you want to call it in the 3-4 scheme. He also can play nose tackle. So he can go in and, and spell Hargrave if he needs a, a, tie, a couple reps off. Um, he can also go in for a Hayward and to it. He is going to be a free agent. Um, LT Walton, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is he set to be a free agent as well? Yes. Okay. Those were the main players. Uh, yeah, well, how could I forget Shade Tree? I mean, Daniel oh, McCullers. Daniel Dan, McCullers. Who is who also a free agent. Has to have nudie pictures of somebody because there is no way this guy continues to stick around <laughs> with this team. 
I don't know what they see because I don't see it. But am I forgetting a Frank Webb in there, Brian? That yes, you are. Okay, we have two more. Go I've ahead. Read those off. Two. I don't care who does it. We've got Levon Hooks, number ninety-five. He was on he the actually did not look that bad in the uh, in the preseason last year. Um, and then there's Connor Sheehy from the University of Wisconsin, not Connor Sheary that used to play for the Pens, but Connor Sheehy. And I just like love the name. I think how of Michael you, Jackson. How do you spell that? How do you spell that? S H E E H Y. Is it? It's either H Y or H E Y, but I'm not sure. Wow, what a weird yeah. name. Hey, hey, or Sheehy, or Connor. I mean, Sheehy. Like I said, it reminds me of Michael Jackson. So every time I want him to play, just so I can shout out Sheehy. <laughs> well, he played. Hey, he played with T.J. Watt in college, didn't he? I don't know. I believe they went to Wisconsin. All right. Um, TJ Watt uh, tweeted out whenever he was signed, you know, saying something to him is what made me think that they're on the same team. Okay. So quick question for you guys here. I just want you to hear, I just want to hear stay or go, meaning stay. You're going to keep them go. You can let them go. Tyson, Alawalu, Dave, go stay, please. Brian. Sign him. Okay, so well, it's stay or go. So you would say stay, stay. not sign him. All right, geez, you're worth it. I've, I've got to say something about him. He's one of their most high-character guys they have in the locker room, and they desperately could use that now. He's 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 not very loud or outspoken, but he's just he's a really good, high-character, moral guy, if you've ever um, heard, heard him in any kind of interview or stuff that they've done. So he's someone that they could use more than just his playing on the field. Okay. It's going to depend on the price tag. Hopefully um, he hasn't played good enough to get a big deal elsewhere. I agree. I think they should try to keep him. But again, the price has to be right. LT Walton, stay or go. Dave? Indifferent. There is no indifferent. (laughs) It's stay or go. I mean, my goodness, why is this that complicated? I have Brian's not going to use the right words. Why should I? Um, no, I for him, I would say go. But if no okay. one else signs him and he wants to come back in a minimum, then bring him back. Brian, stay. Okay, I'm going to say go. I feel like LT Walton's are a dime a dozen. He was inactive for a ton of games this year. Don't need him back. Get a rookie. I don't care. Get someone from the AAF they'll be the same as LT Walton because they can just stand on the sideline in street clothes. And here we go. Everyone's been waiting to hear about this, and that's Daniel McCullers. He somehow Let's found a way. Let's just do it on he... three. <laughs> Dave, go ahead. <laughs> Stay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I like I like Big Dan. I just I wish he what, should be what so is there much... to like about him. He's no, the purple. No, that's no. The problem is, he he doesn't have the killer mentality that you have to be on the defensive line. Um, so he's he had his best season so far this year, but it's still it's still not enough. But they do need somebody that can fill in at nose guard, just in case. So, believe it or not, as much as I think he should go, they're gonna have to replace him. If they sign Alawalu, they have the replacement. I, did Alawalu actually log any snaps at nose guard? 
I don't know. You're asking the wrong person for that. But I, I mean, he's capable. That I have some snap counts and stuff to deal with, and formation stuff that we could talk about. With how much you even need a nose. Well, I guess sorry, it should be a nose tackle. But um, I, yeah, he is capable. I mean, honestly, LT Walton. I would bring back Walton before McCullers because Walton could go to could go at nose if he had That's to. That's true. That is true. Brian, what say you? That's exactly what I was going to say. Go. Yes. Go. Go, go yeah. far, far he away. Can only play nose. If they're right now, I think they need nose tackles that could play defensive tackle, not nose tackles that are only stuck at the one spot. This defense is predicated on having at least some lateral speed that can almost that you I don't know, move down the line of scrimmage. He can't do that. He stands straight up with his gigantic body and just flails his arms around like a zombie in a zombie movie. It's awful. It's awful. Do we want to list how many players on that defense that he had more sacks than they did? Uh, but what do you have? One? What did he, <laughs> yeah, he, he had one? Yeah, he had one. He, he walked into one, and I literally mean yeah. walked into one. I think that, that might who, be his one career sack too. Who did he sack? Him? Is it Flacco? <sighs> if it was one of those situations where he's pushing the pocket back, the quarterback like tripped over his foot because it's probably a size thirty-five shoe, and he fell over and he gets credited for a sack. What's so sad is I've seen amazing plays by big Dan, even in the preseason or even occasionally in a game, but you're going to see it once or twice a season. If he could give you that consistently, I mean, he'd, he'd be a force, but he just doesn't Well, If he hasn't done it yet, he's never going. No, to. he's not going to. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, well we forgot Connor. She, he, she, <laughs> he, <laughs> <laughs> the practice squad guy. Okay. Yeah. I'm not talking about him. So uh, Levon Hooks, though. Levon Hooks could make Levon this Hooks? roster. Uh, you, you're talking about roster. playing fact, well. You're talking write about playing... it down. Mark it, was... it down. All right. Levon Hooks said 53. Last season, it was actually oh, projected by a lot of people that Hooks was going to make it over McCullers. It was a surprise that McCullers made it last year because, I mean, I did a prediction. A lot of people did predictions. Not many people had McCullough sticking around. They had it as Hooks instead. But Hooks is, I think I've read that he is now done with his practice squad eligibility. So he's either got to make the 53 or he's just got to be flat up released. Everyone was surprised that McCullough's made anything anytime. <laughs> you know what? You got I'm going to make a prediction right oh, now. All right, here we go. We're going to be singing a certain song in September around Labor Day. And it goes like this. I'm hooks on a feeling. Oh my god! Right there, put Levon the hooks. Put the Mark it down. down. He makes it. She. She. All right. Yeah. So there you have it. Now, the next question that we always have to answer when we're talking about previewing a position is looking at the starters that are coming back. So we know that Hayward, Hargrave, and Tua will all be back. And then you look at the depth, you have to ask yourself, is this a position that, just, that the Steelers should target this offseason, whether it be in free agency and or the draft? So, Brian, we'll start with you. If you're the general manager, you're Kevin Colbert, you're Mike Tomlin, you're in those meetings, you're in those rooms, where are you putting this on your list of needs and wants? I mean, are you thinking like, hey, we're going to need to add some, some bolts or some depth, or you think this is something that, eh, we, we sign a couple guys back, we'll be fine? I'd say rounds five through seven in the draft. Um, you know, I just did the preview 
I believe it it ran yesterday on the defensive lineman in the free agent market watch. I really don't expect them to go anywhere there, but I have this weird gut feeling now that uh, they're going to bring back 60-year-old Steve McClendon next year um, <laughs> just because he's a free agent now. But, um, you know, I, I'm thinking just uh, go rounds five through seven, so, somewhere around there, bring one in. What about you, Dave? Um, it really depends on if they sign their guys back. I really don't think they're going to have McCullers back um, or even LT Walton. I really think realistically the only one that would be back would be Alo Alu. And therefore they're going to need probably another body. So to either sign a, sign a low end free agent or draft. Um, if, if you see him sign someone else that wasn't the Steeler, then there's no reason to draft that position. Um, I like Brian's idea, except I would say around six through seven, because they don't have a, a pick in the fifth this year. Uh, they gave that up for Ryan Switzer, I do believe. Um, but but it's it, it wouldn't hurt to have that other, you know, someone that could that could even fill in at nose tackle if uh, an Alo Alo or an LT Walden um, isn't back. That'll something that they need. But no one's going to come in and start. They're starting three uh, unless they get injured. They are set. Yeah, and I see some people in the live Dave? chat. Oh my gosh, what? I'm sorry, he's forgetting the fact that <laughs> I see my worth, Jefferson Hartman. Thanks. Uh, Dave, you're forgetting the fact that most pundits are saying that uh, the Steelers aren't going to get much for AB, so they might get a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown. Yeah. So, well, we so know there's talking. See, heads. Jeff? No, you, come you on. got good wisdom out of that. See? Totally worth the interruption. I was going to say that someone in the live chat is suggesting that the Steelers need to get a pass rusher like up the middle on the third downs. I, they have that. I think that, to be honest with you, in terms of three, four defenses, the Steelers have by far the best defensive front in football. Now, a lot of teams don't run the three, four, but I mean, Dave, real quick, tally up the sacks that the th front three had. Do you know that off the top of your head? Oh, I, I think yeah. I have it written down from last week. Yes. Um, well, I'll give you a chance, but in the meantime, I'm, I mean, Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave reminds. Go ahead. You the defensive the line had 21, but then again, remember that uh, that that one of those was Dan McCullers. <laughs> okay, so we'll say. 20. So it was it was it was eight six and a half four and a half. There, Alo, did Alo Alo have one in there too? Because I don't, I don't think so. If for some reason, I'm thinking partial. eight, six and a half, and four and a half were the were, were, were what they had for for the three starters. So that would that would only come to nineteen. I I just don't see them needing to find a pass rushing type in terms of defensive line play. If if I'm looking for someone, it's Daniel McCullers. What he was supposed to do, and that is to stuff the run. Um, I, I have no, this team has gotten 56 and 52 sacks the last two years. I don't think pass rushing is their main need right now. It, even on the defensive front, instead, what they need is to find run stuffers and to make sure that they can really plug up those lanes and make teams one dimensional. That's going to help them all around. So there you go. Anything to add before we go ahead and uh, move on from the segment, Dave? Anything? Yeah. Well, the thing is that you got to look at is is I, I did a little bit. I was trying to look up how often are the Steelers in their base defense. I wanted to get a specific number, uh, you know, where they actually run with three de defensive linemen because I know, I know it's less than half. I know it's probably somewhere in the in the thirty some percent range. So in order to attempt to do that, <laughs> here's what I did. 
um, since I couldn't find it anywhere for this past season, I took the total number of snaps played by any defensive lineman and then divided those snaps by the number of defensive snaps there were on the season. And the average for that for defensive linemen was 2.36. So that means that there was two defensive linemen on the field, roughly seven, roughly 65 to 67% of the time. And there was uh, three of them out there in the 30-some percent. Now, what could throw that off is when they went goal line, because there was a few times that Hargrave and McCullers were on the field at the same time with two other defensive tackles or ends uh, where they basically ran like a 6-2 defense almost a, a couple times. But it wasn't very often where they were both out there. Um, Dan McCullers played 10.6% of the snaps on defense. Hargrave, as much as we love him, he's out there 43.6% of the time. Now, I would say probably two-thirds to three-quarters of that was as a nose tackle. So I do like what they did this season, that they're starting to move him into also playing that defensive tackle spot when they're in nickel and dime, what was what's considered sub-package football, although now uh, the Steelers play dime more than anything else that they have. Okay, Brian, anything to add to that before we go on to the next segment? <laughs> I want to know what Jeff's wanting out of the air there. Uh, you don't want to know. You really don't want to know. Okay, um, that's that's kind of uh, that, that's kind of the, the, I've got. We've got the next segment. We know what the next segment is. Is there any, anything anyone wants to say Steelers related before we go into our either or segment? Brian, anything? I'm good. Okay, you're ready, Dave. Yeah, I should have said it as soon as we finished the stat geek section. Is um. Uh, if, if anyone saw, we did have the Ask the Stat Geek. Uh, the first article came out, uh, I think it was last Friday. Got another one primed to come out sometime very soon, whenever uh, Jeff feels the time's right for that, and another one right behind that. Uh, but I am looking for people to send in stat questions so we can uh, put them out in articles. Um, if if you have it, all you have to do is click on any Ask the Stat Geek uh, article, and the email that you can send them to is right at the top uh, of the article to send them into me. And, uh, it's a lot of fun and something that's, um, good to know what kind of, what kind I love looking up stats. So I just kind of more or less want to know what, what Steeler nation would like to know. And let me say that, um, I have sent Dave on many wild goose chases in terms of statistics, and he always finds <laughs> yes, a way have. to come up with them. Um, so literally it could be anything. I mean, it could be, um, crazy stats whether it's historical stats it could be this past season stats red zone stats and dave remind me i have a website for you that might help you out in terms of some of the stuff you're looking for it might simplify things streamline things we'll talk off the air well, that, that's good to know I've, i got a few that i use i usually compile together from a couple different places so. this one's password protected so it might be even better okay <laughs> oh, yes that's wait. right i said that just happened all right um i'm gonna go first with either or because I have it on the top of my head. It's football related. I know that Brian's is going to take 45 minutes, so we're going to leave him for the end. So for me, <laughs> my either or is how would you like to see a football game won? Now, we're going to say we're Steelers fans here. How would you like to see the Steelers win? Would you like to see Ben Roethlisberger throw for you know, 400, 500 yards and five touchdowns, lighting up the scoreboard, or... 
Would you rather see those low scoring affairs that we were used to seeing early in his career, those 13 to 7, 9 to 6? If you had your preference, what would be the best way, either or high scoring or low scoring? What's your favorite? Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, believe it or not, I'm going to go with the high scoring because I think of games in which I've been at Heinz Field for these games, and the most memorable ones are the ones that that are high scoring. I mean, I know I was at the New England game this past season, 17 to 10. That's going to be memorable, but I got a lot more memories of of AB going off against the Raiders. Uh, Sammy Coates catching two touchdowns against the Jets before he mangles his hand in that game and and things like that. So I'm going to say high scoring. Okay, Brian, what about you? Give me the gunslinger. Give me Ben Roethlisberger going for six against the Colts and the very next week going for six touchdowns again against the Ravens back in 14 or 15. And I was in the stands for that Colts game when he threw six touchdown passes. I love high-scoring affairs, especially when the Steelers are on top. It's funny that you say that because I remember you guys said you really liked the Super Bowl, which was really low scoring. Um, I'm with you, although I think that high scoring is the way to go. I enjoy watching these guys light up the scoreboard. So that's my either or. Dave, what's yours? All right. Either or. Let's say you're out and you're 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 making a trip, whether it's with the family or on your on your own. And uh, you got to you got to pull in for the pit stop. You fill up with the gas tank. You go inside. Take care of whatever you got to take care of. You go to leave. You realize you got that sweet snack craving, and you're looking down at the cash register, and and, and you just need something something to really go with. Are you going to be going with the Reese cups, the Snickers bar, or the Twix? Dave, uh, Brian, what do you think? Well, uh, I know I got to go before you because I know you're going tofu or something, Jeff. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. Granola. Um, it's got to be granola. <laughs> typically, <laughs> typically I, I'm more of a Reese's guy than a Twix. If I had my ultimate druthers and Sour Patch Kids, but give me the Reese's. What were the options again, Dave? Reese's Cup, Snickers, or Twix? Snickers. There's nothing. I wouldn't pick anything. If I am if I have to pick a candy bar, I'm going to pick Snickers. It's my favorite. Um, Reese's Cups would come in second there. I would put Twix coming in last if I'm ranking a hierarchy, so to speak. So, All right. Well, I'm also I'm going to have to go with the Reese's Cups on this one because – they just happen to have that perfect ratio of chocolate to peanut butter, but I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys something. I don't want to give an answer different than whatever what my choices were for my own. But if you're if you're ever torn between the Reese cup and the Snickers, you and you have the option, you've got to go with the peanut butter Snickers. It is like taking a fun size Snickers bar putting it on top of a Reese cup and throwing it all down with one bite. It is the way to go. It it's, it's gotta be the, not the creamy, not the crispy. You just gotta go with the peanut butter Snickers. Look for it. Try it. It's the real deal. All right. Then man, we've all been waiting for Brian Davis's 45 minute, either or timer starts now. 
You know, I usually go bizarre in this segment. I'm probably not going to go bizarre this week, but I'd like you to close your eyes and picture this. Fellas, now you're dead. Okay. You have just died. Okay. And <laughs> you you are no longer on this earth, and your family has to get together to go ahead and have your eulogy. And you get the opportunity to pick a celebrity to go ahead and narrate your eulogy. Would it be the soothing sounds of Morgan Freeman or the matter of fact picture telling story, excuse me, the storyteller of Bob Costas? Who do you want to perform your eulogy? Oh, I can't stand Bob Costas. So that's easy for me. Uh, Bob Costas is everywhere. I can't stand him. Um, he's not so much anymore since he made those comments, got him kicked off of NBC. Now he's only on uh, the MLB network, I think where he belongs him and his puffy red eye from the Olympics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I will always think of when you say Bob Costas. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with, and his name, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Who's the guy that's on the Sandlot who is... Um, who lost his sight? Earl Jones. Now that's where you should have gone either he, or. He he was there, and I knew Dave would pick him right away because he's Darth Vader. Yeah, but wow. uh, I didn't even know that because I, I don't even know that James Earl Jones is Darth Vader. I've never even seen a Star Wars movie. What? Hey, go because I'm not a nerd. So, anyways, uh... <laughs> no, wow. James Earl Jones. I mean, every <laughs> world has been. That I've never seen Miracle or Jeff's never seen Star Wars. Miracle, by far. No. Come on. No. No. So for me, I would have said James I Earl Jones. I always tried with you, but I can't hear Jeff. No. James Earl Jones. <laughs> listen, Dave. James Earl Jones, because of his awesome monologue in Field of Dreams where he talks about baseball. If he could read my eulogy the way he says that, Ray, throughout all the years, it's always been baseball. baseball. That is quintessential but in case of brian's either or i can't stand bob costas made that very clear i'll go with morgan freeman dave okay, you... answer now okay <laughs> i would definitely take james earl jones he, that's why i didn't even throw it out there because that's a definite no-brainer but out of the two choices i'm going to say morgan freeman but i would actually prefer Frank Caliendo as Morgan Freeman, if I, <laughs> yes, if I had the choice. Yes, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's acceptable. <laughs> you know right. what? Shawshank Redemption is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, I, I saw it two or three times in the theater that year in 1994, um, going into 95. I just love how he narrates that movie. Morgan Freeman captures the true essence of life every time he speaks. I would love for him to do my eulogy. I'm a big Bob Costas fan. Huge. Probably bigger than most. I have an autograph to Brian and the Davis family from Bob Costas hanging on my wall. But Morgan Freeman's my guy. Now, I, I do want to say this real quick before we go off the air. And that is, I'm getting a lot of heat, as I always do whenever I tell anybody anywhere that I've never seen a Star Wars movie. I mean, people literally are writing just, what? All in the live chat. This all stems from my father, okay? Because I was a kid that I like what my dad likes. That's how I became a Pittsburgh fan. That's how I have my love affair with the movie Die Hard more than Lethal Weapon. Why? Because my dad liked Die Hard more than I've Lethal Weapon. Die Hard. 
<laughs> okay, that's fine. I can't <laughs> criticize anyone at this point. But anyways, but here's the thing. My dad can't stand science fiction movies. I mean, he can't stand them. And he's never seen Star Wars either. So when I was a kid, I grew up watching Die Hard and movies like Die Hard. Steven Seagal, I've seen all of those, you know, movies and stuff like that. And Mel Gibson, all those. I've seen all of those, but my dad was never into science fiction. And so Star Wars, Star Trek, all those movies, I have never even seen. And I have no real desire to see them because it just doesn't seem like it's interesting to me. So you say what you want. I'll t definitely take all the blame. And I've seen Spaceballs, and I know every word to Spaceballs. I think that's a hysterical movie. But at the same time, I'm not going to be Netflixing Star Wars anytime soon. Jeff, I, I just thought I'd... I, I want to know if you not watching Star Wars is the same reason I've never watched Die Hard. The reason I've never watched Die Hard is just for the fact that I can say I've never watched Die Hard. I, I can honestly, no, I can tell you that I've never even, I can't think of an opportunity where I've had, I, I don't know, I don't own Star Wars. I'm not going to go out searching for it. Um, if it's on TV, I'll always find something better to watch. I'll watch Top Gun or A Few Good Men 15 times over again than watching Star Wars. First of all, Jeff, you know me. We live in a very close proximity. I can have it. I can have it on your doorstep in less than five minutes. I don't want it. And I know you won't because because <laughs> you know this is something that you know, and I respect everything you said about your dad and uh, you having no desire to watch it. But I, I think it would be a thing that if you watched it, you would just completely resist it while watching it. At yeah, this absolutely. Point because absolutely. It, is, it is so not gonna you. not gonna deny that at all. And I can respect that now, Dave. <laughs> look, Jeff, it's <laughs> off of you. Schofield, let me tell you something. <laughs> Die Hard is the one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> Lethal Weapon is right up there for me too. Those two are personal favorites of mine. I have Funko Pops right over there of the Die Hard cast, and I gotta tell you, you just hurt me deep down in my heart <laughs> and in my soul and i have really now that you said you won't watch die hard i have to really think about our friendship at this point dave <laughs> You've hurt oh, it's me. just one of those things i'm sure sometime i'll watch it see my wife and i that was our thing we always went to the movies like even before we started dating we would get together and go to the movies all the time i watch movies like crazy but it's sometimes shocking at some of the movies that I haven't watched. But, but Jeff, not only have I watched all the Star Wars movies, I have seen every episode of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and everything that I can that is Star Wars. For those wow. of you uh, watching right now on YouTube, you can see the Kylo Ren Star Wars helmet behind me which I wear to Heinz Field and get great reactions from when I'm wearing that there, which I made myself. Um, let's just say this. Randy Grossman loved it. Well, good for you. So, I yes. mean, I've, I've, had, I've had people, <laughs> people are literally asking me questions like, how about Lord of the Rings? No. How about um, like all these other movies that like, all this stuff no 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 harry potter no 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 haven't no um no 
Spaceballs, yes. I could I seriously can just recite the entire space ball. And Brian's got little figurines for some reason. I'm not sure if you're watching live on YouTube. <laughs> Oz Gruber from Die Hard. <laughs> Gruber doll. Not only do I have Hans Gruber, I've got Tony the Dead Terrorist. Nice. Very nice. There's my Loren. <laughs> and Sergeant Al Powell with his Twinkies. If you look real close, yeah. he has Twinkies in his hands. Yeah. I'll just so, say don't don't make me stand up with the camera to show you that I have every single Star Wars Lego set from 1999 oh, for 2003 geez. right up here behind me, <laughs> proudly displayed. All I know is that, guys, my night has been made because I got the stamp of approval from Lance Williams in the live chat, chat for the helmet. So well, I'm good. I'm out. I've seen the helmet I'm, in person. I'm going cool. to go ahead and say that that stamp doesn't mean much. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my! I'm just joking. Oh, I'm just You're gonna now, have now. People were asking. Someday. Now people were asking about comic book movies. Like, I mean, I've seen Superman and I've seen Batman, but I've never seen Avengers. I've never seen <laughs> all the Iron Man movies. Um, I haven't seen a movie that's not animated in probably about five years. So. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Did you yeah. Go to see the second Lego movie. No, uh, I might go see. I I do want to go see the third How to Train Your Dragon though. That I'm opens gonna, tomorrow. That does. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> My wife is laughing at me. Okay. Anyways, so uh, with that it's said, really I think that. <laughs> I think that it's a good spot to uh, call it a break. I, now, uh, I will say that, Dave, you are, uh, you're out the next two weeks, right? Yes, I will be vacationing with my family. Um, I will be hanging out with Mickey Mouse and actually going to all the good Star Wars stuff. Uh, you're going to go on vacation and come back more tired than when you left. Absolutely. <laughs> Brian, any parting words for Dave as he goes down to Mickey Mouse land or just in general? Well, you know, have a safe trip. Sitting in for you next week will be Hans Gruber. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he might have more. He might have a better percentage of stats right than you do. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that said, someone suggested maybe we get Lance on the show next week. That would be an interesting dynamic to mix Lance in with this crew. I'll have you to know, see I've, if he's I've available. Lance. Lance places. I'll be on the live chat down, down in Florida <laughs> and I'll chime in while Lance fills in for me. I'll yeah. feed him all the good stats. Okay. And um, someone asked if I'm a Mormon and the answer is no, I am not a Mormon. So <laughs> with that said, if you don't know we're on YouTube, you can go to YouTube and find us by searching <laughs> BTSC Steelers Radio. Check out all our audio platforms on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We're there. Just search Steelers. You'll find us. And as always, behind the steel curtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We'll see you next week without Dave on another episode of the Steelers preview. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply